Hi, my name is Sean Shaler. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter, semi-fame. And we're both sick, so we're just going to do this anyway, I guess. <laughs> and you know what, Chris? I think you sound great. I don't sound good. I'll be periodically muting my mic via software just so that Chris has to hear me coughing, but but no one else will. And uh, Chris, I'll, I'll let you direct most of the talking. But right now, it feels good. It just sounds... It sounds terrible. So we'll try to we'll try to power through and it's been a long time since we've talked and I actually had a free evening for the first time in ages. So I was just excited to talk to you, especially now that I'm too ill to attend a party that I was supposed to go to. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, buddy? for I'm doing good. It's uh, as of this recording, we are T minus I don't feel like doing math. An hour and forty four minutes away from twenty two twenty no, it's so hard to say. 2022, ringing in the new year. And but tw- this is not our New Year's episode. It's just, it's just we're recording at that time. Yeah, and 2021 had to sneak one last one in for us and, and steal Betty White. Uh, but now it's time for 2022. I'm almost glad that she passed today instead of tomorrow because that would have been like a bad mm. start. Yeah. Uh, Chris- oh, I, I, I did see a tweet um, from someone who lives in Australia. They're like, Geez, only five hours into the year and we lost Betty White. I'm like, well... Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Uh, Chris, do you have a nice Christmas? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. No, I'm, I'm doing doing good. Just doing more cost, uh, custom action figure redo, repaints and stuff, which is really fun to do. Um, that's what's been keeping busy. Been you know a little under the weather lately. We were supposed to record yesterday, and I was like, "Nah, we can't do that." I'm not feeling which I was not. I can tell when I'm sick. Like I just I don't even watch TV. I just curl up in a ball. Yeah, and like I'm just I'm just laying there. Well, yesterday really I felt worse, but I sounded better yesterday. Today I uh, sound worse, but I feel better. So, but I agree. When I'm sick, sick, I don't. It's not fake and sick as a kid to stay home and watch TV. Like actual sick, I just do want to lay in bed. Yeah, yeah I get that. But uh, your daughter playing Yu-Gi-Oh still? I hope. Still, uh, yeah, excellent. Yeah, I feel vindicated. Uh, uh, just I'm curious, Sean. What were some of your favorite things in pop culture this year? Did we already have this conversation? Twenty twenty two pop culture. Well, twenty twenty one. Oh, yeah, good point. 2021 pop culture. What? Holy smokes, what happened in 2021 pop culture? I... Podcasts or what have you. Let me see. Well, I just got done watching season two of The Witcher and season one of Wheel of Time. And we talked a little bit. I liked The Witcher and I didn't quite like Wheel of Time, but I wouldn't say The Witcher 2 is good enough to hold my interest. Um, Castlevania still rolling strong. I liked the latest season of Castlevania. Uh, Sports-wise, I was excited to see uh, Greek Freak finally win one. I don't care if he wins more than one, but I want him to win at least one. So that was exciting for me. And then, um, gosh, what else pop culture-wise? Movies. What movies? Is Spider-Verse 2021 or is that 2020? Uh, no, that is like 2018, Sean. Are you serious? Oh, Chris, we're yes. so old. No way that's 2018. <laughs> I'm Tell me it's 2019, certain. at least. It's. I want to say it came out the same time that like Aquaman 
came out and the year, same year Black Panther came out. Because I believe those are like my three top movies of the year. Oh Spider-Verse, Aquaman, and Black Panther. Oh my, I'm so far behind. So far behind the times. And then I would say my favorite video game that's actually new, quote-unquote new this year, is I did buy a double pack of Star Wars Pod Episode One Pod Racer, or Star Wars Episode One Racer, in Republic Commando. And I purchased that. It's a combo pack, so neither of those games is new this year, but I love combo packs, and it came on the Switch. And I'm a huge fan of that. Favorite movies, though? Why am I blanking on movies that came out? Uh, I never did watch Space Jam 2. That makes me really sad. Still waiting on friends to watch that with me, like the the friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, What movies came out? Dune. I missed Dune. Also, I missed everything that I should have watched on HBO Max. Dune just because I forgot. Good movies. Yes, came out in 2018. I feel like... Oh, holy smokes. Has it really been that long? That's incredible. Okay, well, I'm drawing a total blank on movies, so I have to pass on that. What about you? Okay. Uh, some of my favorite movies. The Heart of They Fall was my absolute favorite movie of the year. So it's a Western, which is weird because I don't like Westerns. <laughs> but it's a black Western with like amazing black talent. And it involves people who are real. The story's not real at all, which they say that. They say... The story, the beginning movie is saying this story is not real, but it's based off of real legends. Like, so it's based off real uh, black uh, cowboys and stuff um, from that time era. And uh, it's just a really like snappy, upbeat revenge film. It has a great soundtrack and everything. I just loved it from the beginning to the end. Uh, like, I watched it twice, which is uh, doesn't happen all that often because I don't have that much time. Uh, What's and then, I'm not familiar with that one. I feel uh, like you've not talked har- to me with that one before. I really haven't. Uh, the Harder They Fall. Okay. That's so on Netflix. Sick. Um, and then, uh, what else is on my top? Oh, The Snyder Cut. I really love that. That was on the top. Um, Demon Slayer, Mugen Train. Saw that in theaters. That was probably one of the first movies I saw in theaters. Post-pandemic. Yeah. Uh, that was really good. Probably one of the best anime movies ever. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home. I have some structural issues with that film. But I, the more I think about it, the more I really, really like it. Because I think it really solidifies. I think it's the first, it's definitely the first Spider-Man movie within this trilogy that I really, really liked or, or loved. The other two, I'm just like, ah, whatever. He feels so much like like Iron Boy and not Spider-Man. And there's just some of the Spider-Man missing from the previous two films. I feel like this one captured a lot. Maybe that's for multiple reasons, but <laughs> I don't want to spoil any of the movie for you or anyone else because uh, there's huge major spoilers um, in there. Um, but that was one of the top ones. Favorite TV shows, Ghosts. I've talked about that a lot. Uh, Young Justice, um, Brave the Elements podcast. Been really enjoying that. I forgot that's um, new this year, isn't it? They're about what are they? Fifteen yeah, episodes, in, give or take. Yeah, so that, yeah, that'll so be new this, this year. year. Okay. Yeah, um, love it so far. Fake Doctors for Friends. I mean, that's not new this year, but they you know, continue into this year. I don't think it was new. Actually, no. I don't think that's new. For, uh, well, it could be. But they do. Anyway, not important. Um, let's see. What else was there? Let's say, let me check my list because I made a list. I have a whole Twitter thread about it that, you know, few people see because I'm not, you know, I'm very, very not 
It's my famous on, on Twitter. <laughs> you are uh, more famous see. on YouTube than you are That on I am. I am far more famous. Uh, oh, The Suicide Squad. Absolutely love that movie. It captured so much for me that, you know, yeah, it's really cool and everything. The Suicide Squad, great witty stuff. Some really dumb stuff also in it, like, like nudity that doesn't make any sense. But I think that's a really great deeper meaning, a story behind it. Uh, and then Attack on Titan was also really, really good. Um, Attack on Titan really makes you. I read I, the manga finished up this year, and I and I read it all. And the, the manga really makes you question your morality. Like, so I, th- I think we might have talked about this before. So if you had like, say, if you had your family, right, Sean? And like your family is probably like a hundred people within your family, and then there's like ten other families, and each had a hundred people in it. And for some reason, all of those people hate you and your family. They hate you and your family so much because of something that one of your past family did, like your descendants did a long, long time ago, hurt other people. But also, the other families were also in on it a little bit as well. But you had your family had like the abilities the calls and wreck a bunch of havoc and stuff. So now everyone's like, you guys are the devils of the world. We want to kill y'all. But then also, all of you and your family members, you don't remember any of that. Like, your memory's been wiped of it. You have, you have no memory of it at all. And also, you're not, like, benefiting from this at all. Like, people are 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 holding you ransom, are holding you hostage, in a sense. But here's the moral question of it. You single person in your family... And like everyone else in the world is trying to kill everyone in your family. You could kill everybody with like a snap of your finger and you will all be saved. Or you just have to accept that your whole family is going to die. Do I know that I don't know? Like, am I aware that something happened that I don't remember? Uh, You do become aware. But the thing is, that was like a thousand years ago and like 500 years ago when people really started to treat you badly. It like started to like treat you like less than 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 scum so there's bad there's kind of equally bad stuff i will say that if i'm aware even if i don't remember what it was i would at least like pause i wouldn't kill everybody i would at least pause and try to figure out what happened try to figure out what went down and then uh you know as what's i'll I'll, uh defer to like the wonder woman steps of justice here and just like de-escalate as much as possible until something more is necessary. But then if I had to (laughs) kill everybody because everybody else is being unjust, (laughs) like if they're all being unjust assholes, yeah, sure. Yeah. I wouldn't like it. That would be my last course of action, (laughs) but but... the show pretty much got to that point. (laughs) Like we've exhausted. Really pressing his envelope of how much he's mm -hmm. willing to. Yeah. Although, so I don't want to get too far into it, but uh, I mean, I, I feel like I figured out a way out of it, but it would have been one that would have everyone would have had to been really, really patient for this plan to take fold. I would have just like sent out members of my own family. So the thing is, the reason why they have to kill everyone, so it's one person in the family with the power to kill everyone in the whole world, right? And I'm just putting that blindly without really spoiling things. But if that person dies, the power just goes to someone else in the family. It just automatically goes to someone else. So that's why they're like, we got to kill them all. Uh, 
like I would just like send out. Would you kill everybody else in the family before you killed the one with the power? Right. Uh, no, no, no. Because then you just killed your whole family. <laughs> no, the other, the bad guys. They're everybody else. <laughs> oh, uh, nah, nah. Uh, but like, my plan would be like I would just send out people, like men or women, like yeah, or men or women, out there to go like breed with other people, but secretly. And then one day be like, hey, sure, you guys can kill us, but like if you kill me or one of us, the power might randomly end up where you're at, and this person might not be able to control it, and they might just end up killing everybody there. So let's just all live in peace. But that's a plan that would take like a hundred years. That's that's a lot of time. You also sounded a little bit like like Will Ferrell and the other guys when he's in denial about being a pimp. Like when you're using other language of like, I would send my family members out to breed. Uh, secretly, <laughs> and yeah. no, that's not a pimp thing. Please don't call me Gator. That's what you sounded like. I do enjoy you mentioned like when you find a way out of whatever the TV show is doing. Her- uh, Heather and I just finished up our Harry Potter our annual rewatch that occurs between Halloween and Christmas because it's both yeah. a Halloween movie and a Christmas movie. And that's listen. I love Harry Potter. Can't say it enough. I got the castles back here, right? Uh, movies and show, but. There's a lot of writing, and some of it from the books, some of it solely from the movies, where it could have been solved by one person saying one thing. And, like, Heather's mm. favorite thing is to, like, whenever that thing's about to happen on screen, she'll just be like, hey, Harry, why don't you look at this instead? Oh, yeah, that helps everything. Thanks. And then <laughs> and it's, like, her favorite thing to do, and it amuses me every time how many spots in those movies that it's like, mm. oh, yeah, that would have completely solved everything how about that yeah i think at least with the tag on titan it's like from a character perspective i don't think just tempers were running so high that i don't think you don't want to have the patience of like 100 years for of being a, a hundred year pimp yeah <laughs> uh i think i love love life season two uh with chidi from the good place that's on hbo mats uh really enjoy that and it's like a kind of a rom romance drama sort of type huh. of deal uh, that's usually not my thing but i really loved it uh but that's mostly some of my top things i'm glad you mentioned movies i i didn't love snyder cat but i liked it more than the original uh, you know give it that yeah. that relative thumbs up i watched Encanto. Encanto. Uh, yes like oh yes that was one of my top things yeah i didn't uh again i didn't love it love it but i really liked it it was a really good movie so that's I, there. I liked it i liked it the first time and i'm i love it more I've watched it two and a half times because my daughter loves it. Uh, we watched it last night, and uh, we don't talk about Bruno. It's like it's a, a it's, it's I love that song, but starts annoying me because it's stuck in my head. I I think I'm just getting. We've talked about this a little bit before too, where I'm just kind of getting tired of that that style. So it's not necessarily that movie's fault, but that that artistic yeah. style and some of the music well, feeling really must be tired. Just Lin Manuel Miranda. It's it's that's him. Okay. Interesting. Um, but no, still a really good movie. And so that would finish pretty high up in my list as well. <laughs> and you'll hear some silences now and then as we talk, as we try to mute ourselves to cough, and then other times we won't do it and we apologize. <laughs> Chris, that being said, very exciting. Starting off the new year by jumping into a new book. Yes. And that is after uh, book four. What is book four? I didn't put the title in there. I always put the title in there. Book four. Book four 
is uh, why can't I remember? I want to say no, it's not balance. Wait, is it, it might be balance? Yeah, last one was change. This one's balance. Yes, it's balance. Yeah. So book four change chapter one. After all these years, we are after all this time, we are excited to jump. You know, into between book all the books, four. I know we haven't talked about this yet, but I don't like the title of book one and book two. Like, to me, the titles of book three and four are like really good because they really reflect on Cora's uh, growth and her arc. And then the other ones are just like, this is what the story's about. Which I I, I know that book one is like you just go in the same order that. The original books went in, and that's cool. And book two, just like spirits. Chris, like book two. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I interrupted you. Oh, no, I was just like, I don't know what I would rename book two. I mean, I, I know I can think of something. Uh, probably spirituality more than spirits. Spirits just sound too concrete. Yeah. But spirituality. Uh, probably spirituality. I. I don't know that I like spirituality, but I agree that spirits in itself sounds too, uh, what did you say, concrete or too sort of simple? Like, it's not just about the spirits. Um, I agree it could use a different name. And then one bugs me the most just because it feels like the outlier. Oh, it's definitely Yeah, Yeah. so one bugs me the worst. That's understandable. (laughs) Someday we'll rank all seven books based on how appropriate (laughs) their name is for their book. It'll be great. I would probably put book four as the first one. That's that's the best. I mean, because the other one, the the original series. (laughs) No, those are all perfect. Those are perfect. (laughs) Like, yeah, like water, earth, air. Like that's where that's that's one thing where the location is. Well, it's it's sort of a foundation. Yeah, I get why. I mean, it's It's so that so that one's. So let me, let me rephrase. Those are actually really good titles, I think, because those reflect what Aang was learning. He was learning water, he was learning earth, and he was learning fire. So that's that's cool. Cora wasn't really learning air. Other people didn't feel were, like she was. Not, yeah. I mean, she she was learning air, but it was kind of like she wasn't doing it until the exact end of it. And it wasn't like her. It wasn't like her airbending. At the end, there was a reflection of her growth in airbending. It was just a uh, she was at her lowest point and was able to airbend. Or it was more so out of necessity, but I don't know. Cora Book One would rank seven in naming conventions for me, but then also relatively going to cut it some slack because, like, do other TV shows name their seasons? That is true. They don't. There's like not a good standard. I'm sure somebody does, but there's not a good standard for it. So uh, you know, yeah. bravo on on doing something different with the mm, books. That's the only and thing I should know. I want I want to make a video about how just how revolutionary the Legend of Korra TV series really is, like on different, on multiple different standards. And I wonder where any other where any other uh, TV shows really naming. Naming their seasons. I don't pay attention to that stuff well enough that it, I, you know, I have no idea. It's like surely there's something out there, but gosh, I, I, maybe not. I don't know. I really don't. I bet some of them have like subtitles, but they're probably yeah. not as. But then again, well, as these. Okay, but then again, Avatar was doing that before, so it wasn't wouldn't be Legend Core. But anyway. Anyway. Let's get Chris. into the episode. <laughs> 
I just realized. I just realized I never put our ratings into the PowerPoint. Nice. Hey, that's okay. that's okay. You're going to read your ratings, <laughs> and I'll read my ratings, and then we'll do some some quick math, and it'll be great. Cool. I'll probably use my calculator. I thought you were going to say, I just realized I haven't been recording. <laughs> no, but you made me nervous there for a second. Nope. Uh, so we'll skip the usual rating pages, and we'll just rattle them off, and it'll be great. Let's Let's get to the review. Okay. So we start off with, like, well, we start off with like a up, update on the from the announcer guy. He's like just filling us in on everything after all this year. Like he tells us, you I mean, like it's been three years since Avatar Korra falls here, whatever, whatever. And now we got these spirit lines. One thing I was from her uh, the time with book two, uh, and how it's an attraction. How Korra has been missing. Well, she's been in inactive. For three years and how they wish her a speedy recovery she has on her own park named after her screw that president guy like geez he's so he probably was just like if i do this would my polling numbers increase uh, uh, hey, that, that sounds right yeah and then we find out that asami's been doing a lot of infrastructure work like she's pretty much made the city which is really cool uh, especially for asami um one thing when, when i first watched this episode it was kind of weird because Usually, you know, usually you go like a, at least a couple of months in between seasons, and this came out. Nickelodeon just like just 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 put it all out there. Like it was a weird transition. We went from having like ep- I think uh, season three, we were having episodes on Nickelodeon in Nick.com to just having Nick.com, and then we're all like, oh, I wonder where we'll get picked up for season four. And it was like here's season four, right? Like it was just. I started a week after season three ended. Was it and weekly so, or did they dump it all out at once? No, it was weekly. Still weekly? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and so it was really weird to to time skip three years when it was just a week ago. You you really don't. Actually, at that time, you didn't do, have that. I do vaguely remember, too. I think this is the only one that I watched in real time. Uh, maybe not the whole thing, but the last few weeks, at least, I watched yeah. them as they came out. I do recall that now. Yeah. Uh, so then we see Kuvira uh, looking all menacing in her in her thing with Boleyn and Varric and Julie and Batar Jr. congratulating her on getting another uh, region to join the rejoin the Earth Empire. I want to call it an Earth Empire, not Earth Kingdom, Earth Empire. Uh, and Guvira, you can already tell she's very driven because, because, uh, gosh, what's his name? Anyway, Beric is like, let's eat, let's drink tea to celebrate. She's like, no, I'll drink tea when I unite the entire Earth Kingdom under one rule. Well, maybe she didn't say it like that. And so you can tell how driven but she it is. It is real. Whatever she says is already like, is threatening too strong of a word? Or is that the appropriate? It's a very threatening however no. she says it. Very, something threatening. It's driven isn't big enough. It needs like somewhere between. You're driven right. And threatening, something between. Yeah. Clear. Yeah. Ominous. Obs- obsessed. Obsessed. Okay. They're obsessive. Obsessively. Uh, just I think obsessive uh, is good. Okay. Yeah. But it's somewhere. It's somewhere uh, in between there. Like you're watching this un- unfold, and you already like 
getting some like, she's the bad guy yeah also the previous season they made it a point to emphasize kuvira several at least three times where just like she's gonna play a role <laughs> and they did close-ups on her it's like okay no okay, random henchman this. that happens to have a name yeah <laughs> um that was probably some of their i would say lazy writing it's just like she wasn't needed for for uh she wasn't needed in book three, and so yeah, just say her name and just—it's it's not lazy. I'm not—I'm not gonna call lazy writer because it's like you just did more than you needed to do. Um, but it's just like yeah, we we noticed you doing something. We Maybe like we can peer behind superficial groundwork. Barely. Yeah, they're heavy-handed. Funny enough, I'm glad I was wrong in this, but I remember when when she did the whole like because. Uh, Ton Rock, where's that? I was like, thank you, Lieutenant. And she's like, please call me Kuvira. Like, in my head, because I'm a <laughs> because I'm an adult, I went to like the worst thing possible, and that was him cheating on his wife with Kuvira. And <laughs> I've been like, watching HT- HBO way too much. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm I'm so glad that TV shows happen. That the kids TV shows don't cross those lines. And that's when I start to hate characters. Like, and don't look up. A person cheats on their wife, and I'm just like, uh, I don't feel like Washington. No, I'm, I'm actually. It's funny we have pretty different taste in TV shows in a lot of other places. That's always a huge downfall. With it was like where a show that doesn't feel like it needs it, or I don't really suspect it going that direction, and then something like that happens. I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, like I, I literally paused the movie. I was like, I don't feel like watch, finishing it right now. And I started back up, and then later you find out that the wife also cheated on him like years and years ago. And I'm like, okay, I feel a little bit better about. Oh, this. I was gonna say, I reason. can't tell if that means you're gonna shut it off entirely that time, or if that like levels the playing field. Yeah. Infidelity is fine if both. No, it's, it's not fine. <laughs> <laughs> Remember what a negative, at ATLP, a negative, kids. a negative times a negative is a positive, Sean. Two, Although I've been recently wondering wrongs, to myself why that is make the right. case. <laughs> like, why is it that a negative times another negative equals a positive? I don't... Like, well, I remember asking my teachers and they're like, just accept it. That's just the way it is. Why would a negative times another negative be a positive? Right, think about it, right? So, if positive I did three times a positive, three, make a positive... But then a negative and a negative also equal a positive. That feels unfair. That does feel unfair to me. <laughs> like if I had three times three, there's well, just say two times two. I got a two, another two. You just add those two together. It's two twos. I got a negative two and a negative two. Even if I minus those, oh wait a minute, wait. I guess that's the case. Well, no, I'm still not. Why would I minus them? Like what's the? Why do I have to minus them? Right, negative two so, and negative two. That'll make negative four. I wonder. I'm sitting here thinking the negative of times a positive does kind of make sense to me that it keeps going negative. Right? It's like I have negative three of something, yes. and so I take it times positive three. Well, it's you're you're multiplying in a negative. Like there's three negative threes now. That kind of makes yes. sense. Yes. But why is a negative times a negative? positive i watched i watched a youtube video recently on why you can't divide by zero and then it ended up making sense at the end they're just like 
listen, you can't do it. Like, like the ramifications of dividing by zero is catastrophic. You just created like, a black hole. If, if you can divide by zero, then two equals one. And then once that happens. And you've just, you've just dropped us all into a singularity with your stupid, <laughs> reckless math. These are stupid things that I look at. <laughs> well, not stupid at you, but. That's awesome. They're incredibly deep and incredibly stupid all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry, guys. I have no idea Random. what you're talking about. We're talking about Kuvira cheating being a bluesy oh, with Tom Rock. Got it. In this, in this dark timeline that I came up with before season four started. Don't so I'd much rather have to be the... You'll create all the timelines. Yeah. Uh, anyway... The bandits didn't stop the train. Kuvira take them out like real, real quick. Like she's like, nah, I handle them myself. And then I love the way she bends. Like she's so cool with it. And then she like magnetizes. She traps them all with like metal bands, and then kind of magnetizes them all together. Just completely owns them all. And then she gives this very th- like this is threatening level right here, where she like put she has them magnetized to the train track, <laughs> and she's like, and she delivers a pretty. It's not one of the best monologues because it's not, it's not like super ready. She's like, "Hey, cheer up! Like this is not the worst day of your life. This is your best day. This is the best day of your life. I'm giving you an opportunity to turn your life around to do some good for your country." And then they all like, "We we bow to you, the great united." Which one thing I love that title of for her like, not many characters have like a a a side name or nickname but the great uniter is a great nickname like if she was in a fighter and be like hey, welcome Kuvira, the great uniter because you know, it's such a oxymoron sort of because she's not uniting people but she will claim that what i it it didn't bug me but i was thinking it would have been cool if they just hailed her as like the uniter and then at some point later down the road, as part of like her regression into insanity, she started referring oh, to herself okay. as the Great Uniter. Just a small thing I thought would have been kind of interesting, but it, I like the title regardless. Yeah, it's a cool yeah. title. Just and then she goes the Great Conqueror, and then it's just... yeah, absolutely, <laughs> just very very obvious regression. Although I wonder now that I think about it, I wonder did they purposely. Uh, tie this with like as Alexander the Great. I wouldn't be surprised if they were trying to make that comparison. I would believe it. I don't know. Yeah. Anywho, uh, okay. So Vera takes them out. Prince Wu gets introduced, and he's immediately annoying to me. I know he's like the comic relief, but, but he's not he, that he... funny. <laughs> <laughs> so this is. This is probably the the worst part of book four, but I get it. Yeah, I can agree with that. I, you I need it. that person <laughs> in the absence of a regular um, Bolin in the like, not not the absence, but it's not the same Bolin, I guess. Yeah, I, I get it. There. I get it. Sense of the story that you you. Uh, him up against Kuvira. Like, these are your two options for the Earth Kingdom. Like, you as an audience sort of makes the choice. <laughs> like, all right, well, who's right? Who's wrong? And at first, you're like, well, maybe Kuvira's not so bad. 
Yeah. Um, I, I would probably still hold out that Kuvira was right up until a certain point. For uh, right, I would make... several for several episodes. <laughs> like I'm like she got good points. I think like, and I don't know. I think we both have a similar point in mind of where you're finally like, oh, that's that's too strong. Yeah. That's too strong. Like, that's, you didn't even like that place was cool. You did that place did not need order. You yeah. were you were fine. You just got cocky. Yeah. But I, I think we're thinking of the same place. We'll revisit that yeah. when that episode comes of like the the shift point of all right now I'm voting for this for Prince Wu. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, oh, so Mako is tasked with guarding Wu, and uh, we we already kind of get this hint of like Kuvira supporters. They throw pie at him, uh, and uh, you kind of get this also this political, a little bit of political intrigue of just like propaganda, a little bit of stuff like that. Uh, but and Mako hates his job because he's guarding Prince Wu, who is just self absorbed, and and uh, oh, he also hits on Asami. Which is uh, annoying. Uh, yeah, annoying. Uh, oh wait, is this the episode? Yeah, okay. Uh, other part of the episode. So, Bolin, uh, so Opal and Kai goes to this small Earth Kingdom village. Oh yeah, that is in this episode. And, wait a minute. Yeah, Are you sure? Need, I'm absolutely sure. Because Korra alone is just Korra. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, so they go there to this village. And this village like needs help. And some bandits are... Because there's so many bandits from Zaheer uh, just causing so much chaos in the Earth Kingdom that this village needs help. And they're like, yeah, we're trying to. Um, and then Kuvira's in Bolin comes there. And at first it's all happy reunion between Bolin and Opal. But then Kavira's like, I can't help them out because they won't agree to my terms. And it's like, is that really help? Like, if if you're only able, if you're only willing to help them because they agree to something, like you're not being altruistic. Like I mean, that completely. I'm, I'm pro compromise, but it's not compromise. Like there is no choice. Yeah, so there, it's it's an interesting, right? Because it's an interesting dilemma because. Because the airbending mentality is just like help people no matter what, like get nothing in return, just help them. That's every mentality. But like, the truths aren't really run like that. <laughs> like, like even the United States, like as much as like we are, you know, we have so we we have socialistic things, right? Like the thing that pays for the cops are taxes. Which are taken from us. Things that pay for schools are taxes, which gets taken from us. Like taxes is our way of feeding the government for the government to do things for us. Like it's not a free, you know, they feed one another. Um, it's not just a give and take situation. And to me, that's what Kavira is really only asking for. That it's like you must pledge allegiance to me, and I will guard you. And give you resources and everything, but you have to pledge allegiance to me. Honestly, I don't think he's asking for that much. But I I would agree, um, and I think I think the implications of the like uh, swearing fealty or whatever they call it 
are probably much worse than it sounds at face value. Like, oh yeah, we can do that in exchange for food and stuff. It's fine. That's true. Yeah, I'm sure she will charge some type of tax. Probably will make sure that like at least some portion of them uh, can support her army. And yeah, that's probably. I mean, the thing is, the guy was like, "Oh, I know you want the ore in the city." Like, I don't think Uvira was even worried about the with the resources of that town because it doesn't really play a factor at all later. I'm decision. sure she'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. She's just like, I just want this because it's a part of the earth kingdom. But there's like, but not... there's still an implication of like, I want this now because part of the earth kingdom, but later because you are loyalty to like loyal to me. Yeah. yeah I will become interested yeah. in your horror, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, I'll take it. But that's not yeah, the like, why. well, you're part of us now. It's what's, what's yours is ours. Uh, Kai and Opal try to get stuff from the other villages around it to help them out, and they get just enough to help out. Uh, but then they get ran off by bandits and airplanes, which is a pretty decent fight. Uh, Kai's glider gets torn up, and Opal uh, saves them. And uh, I like I like the airbenders as superheroes. I like any time you introduce any type of superhero aspect into something non superhero y uh, So that's really cool. But it is the same bandits that. So this part, Kuvira isn't being cool because she could. If she was really, yeah, she purposely used those bandits to sabotage the airbenders from giving them. And it's not like clear cut, but if you look at the bandits, the same bandit. One of them is the same bandits from when Kuvira caught them in the beginning of the episode. Oh, I, I gotta be honest, Chris. I don't think I ever noticed that. Yeah. So that's uh. Definitely uh, a little sketch. Question. Yeah, Kavira was like, "You can be of use to me," and that's how she used them. Never noticed that before, but I don't notice a lot of things, and that's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they can't get the stuff from him. So then the head chief guy has to agree to Kavira's terms, and uh, Opal's mad at Bolin, and. That's where that story kind of ends. And then we get to see Korra fighting in the cage. And that's all we see. She gets her butt whooped. Mm-hmm. She and her hair is cut. And yeah, I guess it's like it's like a minute of just of whooping. And that's about it. Uh, so I'm not going to go to the ratings because I don't want to cause confusion. We'll just go ad hoc. Um, I had to put mine in the calculator because I'm bad at math. That's okay. You go ahead and go first if you like. Uh, okay. What are my rate? Yeah. A minute. Let me go to. No, I don't remember them. Just... I knew I, I was forgetting to do something. Well, I'll give mine while you look for yours because I've got mine here. Audio visual. Uh, this is it's primarily Earth Kingdom, kind of dusty, dirty. I mean, music and <laughs> and artistic design, everything is great as always, but it's not my favorite. I'll say eight. It's nice to see lots of different characters all at once, but it's not my favorite setting. None of the music stands out specifically, so eight is fine. Uh, story, I I generally like the the big time jump and the way that they wrapped up what's been going on in that time jump. It's not super exposition heavy, like they do a nice job of of weaving it in. It's still expositiony, but they do a nice job of weaving it in in kind of an organic way that I appreciate. So I'll go eight on the story as well. Again, nothing too exciting, but did a nice job. Um, memorable. 
I couldn't pick this episode out of a haystack, so I'll say seven. Um, mm. I generally remember seeing Cora at the end and being relatively surprised, but there's uh, maybe other than Kuvira throwing the metal bracelets at people like handcuffs. That's pretty cool, but yeah, uh, nothing sticks out. So I got eight, eight, seven, and that brought me to a 7.7. 7. All right. Uh, story I gave an eight. Um, agree with a lot of what you said. It's kind of just good to level set and cool to get these three years later where all these characters have been, um, how much they've changed and what their, um, what their motivations are and influences are. Uh, we introduced Clavira as an antagonist, and uh, that's pretty cool and great. Uh, that's pretty much it with the story. With audio visual, we have a seven and a half. Pretty cool fight scene with Clavira. Uh, St. Cora fight, that was kind of interesting. And uh, oh, in the mid-air fighting sequence was, was cool as well. And for memorable, just gave it a seven. It's not that memorable of an episode. And also, there's no Korra, really, in this episode. Which, just like previous episodes in, in, the, in the last series, where there was an episode without Zuko, it just felt off. Like, that's how important these two characters are. And, uh, yeah. So, and that's how, I don't know where that goes up to. It's going to be really Probably, close to uh, mine because of the weight you have be. on the story. I bet yours yeah. is 7-6 is my best guess. I'm going to say that we average out Probably. to a 7677, and I will do those numbers for real in the spreadsheet. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, that seems like a good place for this episode as far as introductory episodes go after a three-year absence. It's it's not special, but it kind of does what it needs to, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah, it's a fine introductory episode. Uh, like, It's hard to compare it to the... It's funny because yeah, the previous episode was also the previous season. The first episode was also a traditional episode. That one to me has so much good stuff going on for it. To me, that was the best first episode of any. Yeah, of that one's so much like uh, so much. It grabs you bigger in a way. It feels yeah. bigger. This feels political. That one felt big. Yeah, like things were really changing, which is why it's called change. Immediately, yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's why it's going to rank really high in our in our rankings of book names. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, don't let it put you off again. That's still at, you know, 7.6, 7.7. It's no slouch. But as you watch through this season, it's I don't think it's going to stand yeah. in any way. I'm probably, like really, a, I'm probably really up and down with this season, if I had to guess, until the end. Because, you know, the end usually is the top. I I think but. mine will probably go a very steady climb up because it feels like towards the end there's more of the things that I like and less of the stuff like yeah. about this episode that I don't the the sort of early moral dilemmas well, when there's a lot more gray area or political discussion or whatever. Um, uh, yeah. Well, there's the episode Remembrance, which probably takes it. <sighs> you know what? I don't think we need. I think when we grade that, <laughs> it's such an outlier. I think when so we many... grade that, we're <laughs> not allowed to be soft on it, but just knowing the context, still, like yes. we're not going to hold and, it against it. So yeah. I get it. And the and... creator, and the creators know, like they, <laughs> they purposely came out with a statement like thirty minutes after the episode yeah. aired. It was like, hey, we don't like this episode either. Like I've never seen someone just release something a creator just be like i do not like this we will rate it as if we didn't know that right because it is an episode and we're watching it and we're going to rate it that way but like we yeah. all know 
why and that. So, you know, it gets a pass. That's fine. Uh, our writings will all be asterisks. And, oh, hey, Chris, uh, it's so excited to get started on book four, which is Balance, chapter one, after all these years. It's funny that the title's after all these years, but it was really just a week later in actual. That's that's kind of fun irony there. We will be back next week. I, I think we're going to try to record again because I think, I don't know, I, I feel okay even though I sound horrible. So we're not sick for multiple weeks. Uh, we're not sick in late January still, or at least I hope not. But we'll be back next week with a regular recording as we start to work our way through book two. Happy New Year. I hope that if you make a resolution that it's something that you can actually st- stick to. <laughs> and I, my theory on resolutions is if you're going to make a resolution, it needs to be something you can do for the rest of your life, like a, like a lifestyle improvement or whatever. But hey, good luck with your resolutions. I hope your new year gets off to a great start. And thanks, thanks for watching.